from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Commencement, Speeches for the Class of 2020, is a production of iHeartRadio. Class of 2020, parents, faculty, rising graduates, welcome to commencement. You made it. This year is a little different. A difficult time to graduate because the traditional graduation day has been put on hold. So we're bringing it to you wherever you are, because this is still your day, your moment. And now, put your hands together. It's time to be inspired. This year's commencement speaker, the one and only, Coach Mike Shazewski. Wow. We didn't know we'd have this opportunity to be together today, and I'm honored to have this opportunity to celebrate your commencement, your graduation. Incredible. What I'd love for you to do is use your imagination during the next few minutes that we're together. Envision and imagine that you are at your graduation. Close your eyes every once in a while and listen to the words I'm saying but also try to be in the place where you would have been for your graduation. I call it getting control over your environment. You know, that's what a winner does. A winner creates an environment that's conducive to success. And winning is really making the best out of any situation you're in and doing it in an ethical manner. And so what are you thinking about today? What's going on in your mind? Are you excited? Are you proud? Are you nervous? 
I hope one of the things that you are is thankful. And there are people that have put you in the position you're in today as a graduate. You're the primary person who's put you in, and you will always be the primary person. In other words, you're the one who's responsible. That's another characteristic of being a winner, having an imagination, making sure that you're in a great environment, and taking responsibility for what's happened. But you know what? There are people who have helped you. I can remember a long time ago when I graduated from the United States Military Academy, I was sitting there in my uniform. I was thinking, how did I get here? I was proud, but then I started thinking back of all the people who impacted me. And the one person who stood out was my mom. My mom uh, had an eighth grade education, never went to high school. And you know what? She was a cleaning lady in downtown Chicago. I grew up in the inner city of Chicago. She was wise. And I remembered a couple things that she said to me that really I'd like to share with you because they've been really the foundation for, for me for my whole life. You know, just before starting high school and in the city, you would go to high school. I went to Catholic high school and you had to go on a bus. And the night before I was going to school, she said, Michael. And whenever she said, Michael, I knew there was something that was very important that she wanted to say. And I was a little bit of a wise guy. You're 14 years old in inner city. And I said, my what, what? And she says, sit down, Michael. And she says, you know, tomorrow, make sure you're on the right bus. And I said, Ma, I know. Damon Armitage, Armitage there, or I can take the vision of Grand, and I know my way around the city. And she said, that's not what I'm talking about. And I was a little impetuous, and I said, what are you talking about? And she said, tomorrow, you're going to meet a lot of new people. You're going to start driving your bus in different neighborhoods, and you're going to drive your bus for your entire life. Make sure that you put good people on your bus. And if you get on someone else's bus, make sure they're good people. If they are, then they will help you go to places that you will not be able to go alone. She was right. I've done that my entire life, and that's something I would ask you to do. Hang with good people. (laughs) Be with good people. There's a greater chance of you winning if you're with good, and obviously if you're with exceptional. And then a few years later, here's that eighth grade education coming into being, and I'm trying to make a decision on where I want to go to college. I was an all-state basketball player and recruited. I was not even thinking of going to the United States Military Academy, and they came in, and I didn't want to go. I, I didn't see myself being an Army officer and that's not what something I imagined. And I turned it down. And for a couple of weeks, my mom and dad, they would speak in Polish when they were talking about me and my brother, Bill. And then uh, I was listening to them for a couple of weeks in the kitchen and they would say something in Polish and all of a sudden they'd be stupid. And then Mike. And <laughs> so I knew they were talking about me, not in glowing terms. Finally, that ethnic pressure got the best of me. And I said, okay, I'll go. And I call it the best decision I never made. Four years later, when I was sitting in your seat and Mikey Stadium at the United States Military Academy at West Point, I was there because my parents believed in me. 
they wanted something better for me. And you know what? I was smart enough, even though I didn't know it. I still had them on my bus. Crazy, huh? You know, a lot of times as your bus moves forward, you put people on and you forget about who is already on and you don't rely on what they can do for you and what you can do for them. And so I really was in a position then where my bus was at West Point. I want to share with you the very important things I learned there. They put you through the ringer, kind of, and they change your limits. And in order to get better, you have to change your limits. And in changing your limits, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to fail, and you're going to get knocked down. And I, I did a number of times, even though I was a golden boy in high school. I was not that golden boy at West Point. They taught me to get up, that failure was never your destination that it was only a little stopover on your way of finding success. The second thing along with that, they said, don't get up alone. Allow somebody to pick you up. Be on a team. Be on a team. How relevant was that for me? Huh? Going forward, I had five years in the military as a captain in the field artillery, and I had always had a dream. And if you have a dream, follow your heart. I followed my heart. I wanted to be a coach. And 45 years ago, I became that head coach at the age of 28 at the United States Military Academy. And I was there for five years. And for the next 40 years, I've been at Duke. And wow, my bus has, I've put on some great people on my bus and I've gotten on the bus of an amazing number of people. And you know, The thing that I learned being on that bus and going through my career is that when I'm on a team or forming a team, you don't play for a team. When I was coaching the United States Olympic team and I had an opportunity to coach the U.S. team for 11 years, I can remember the first meeting we had before trying to qualify for the Beijing Olympics and in the audience are LeBron James, Chris Paul, Carmelo Anthony, Kobe Bryant, you know, some of the great players in the world. And we always had a picture of the gold medal up in the meeting room. And I was nervous. I talked to them and I said, I want you to understand one thing. You are not on the United States Olympic team. And I know they looked at me puzzled. In the next instant, I said, look at that gold medal up there. I said, we will not win the gold medal if you play for the United States Olympic team. We will win the gold medal if you are the U.S. team, if you own it. You will win if you own it. And so as you go forward, get in organizations where you're allowed to own it. You're allowed for it to be yours. If it's yours, you're going to make it the best it can possibly be. You know what? In the last couple months, going through this pandemic, it's changed everyone's life. It's cost the lives of tens of thousands of people around the world. But it also has given us time to reflect and spend a little bit more time with our families. And I had an interesting experience over the last week. I was going through some things and I found a box. And it had grandma's things. 
And I look through it as my mom's. Somebody who's been at the back of the bus, she's passed away almost 25 years ago. And I think of her often and I use what she taught me every day. But as I looked through the box, I looked at cards and letters and pictures and I laughed and I cried. And I want to share with you something that I found. And it is amazing. Now, remember, my mom had an eighth grade education and I found a piece of paper, five by eight, in her handwriting. There's no title or anything. She wrote down, once upon a time, there were four people named everybody, somebody, anybody, and nobody. There was an important task to be done, and everybody was sure that somebody would do it. Anybody could have done it. But you know, nobody did it. Somebody got angry about that because it was everybody's job. Everybody thought anybody could do it, but nobody realized that everybody wouldn't do it. It ended up that everybody blamed somebody when nobody did what anybody could have done. Wow. You know what I get from that? I go back to the bus. That's my mom saying, everybody has the ability to get on this bus. But you know what? We're not letting a nobody on this bus because everybody on this bus will allow each other to become somebody. And we will do that only if we own it. So as you move forward, why you have so much excitement ahead of you. Remember, hang with good people. Listen to that group of people around you where you need advice, where you're not alone, when you're making big decisions. Trust those people who love you and have made an impact on your life as you make decisions and going forward. And as your bus moves along, remember, only let somebody's in and make sure that they allow everyone on that bus to be somebody who actually counts and is important. Congratulations once again. God bless you and Godspeed as we move forward. You can find a collection of incredible commencement addresses from all your favorite speakers at the Commencement Podcast on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. 